0: You'll be
2: amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie
1: and Judge on Score North and Scorenorth.com. You're not a kid, Kirk Cousin. You make 30 million, 35 million dollars a year. I shouldn't have to tell you on fourth and eight to throw the ball past the sticks. Gotcha. Whether you thought, yeah, I want you to throw the ball. I don't give a damn if Justin Jefferson's double covered. Yeah. Throw it to him. But if you don't throw it to him, if he's triple covered, throw it beyond the sticks. You can't throw the ball three yards and their DB is standing on top of the Hawkinson. So, so what did he? What did he expect Hawkinson to do? Turn into Gronk?
2: Have <laughs> <laughs> those guys like? Kissed and made up now. They might. Have. Wasn't Shannon Sharp about ready to bail off that show with old Skip? Controversial yeah, Skip. I, I thought so. Maybe they worked things the, out.
0: The, the one human being that can bring those two together is Kirk Cousins. We oh found my the good. God, yeah.
2: Those guys are about to fight physically on national TV, and now they're like, "Oh, we're fine because we both have common ground. We hate Kirk Cousins' decision on fourth and eight. Skip didn't even talk. He just sighed. Much like a lot of us, actually, when oh, uh, yes. when that game ended. Not just because of the fourth and eight play, but all sorts of reasons, which is a good segue into the pecking order today on Mackie and Judd. We love to rank things on this show. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but uh, Judd has brought Quasi's to-do list. <laughs> he has snuck into the Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center. Right he took a screenshot right of here. Quasi's desk. Judd right uh, posed right. as a janitor. Yep. Ah, uh, just uh, mopping the floors here. Yep. yep. Don't mind me. Can I empty the wastebasket?
0: I was Snap a sanitation engineer. <laughs> to use the big title, I was the sanitational yep. engineer, and Crazy's like, "Oh man, what's going on? Nothing. Nothing. Did you just take a picture of my desk? Nope. Nope. Just uh. Don't. Nope. do nope. You know? I don't know. I. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> trying so, to keep the place clean. Uh, in uh, in pecking order form here, Judd is going to rank Quasi's to do list starting now through what the NFL draft. It's like an off season to do list. Yes,
0: yes. Okay. This is a yes. This is the the five things that me that need immediate attention and subsequent decisions. Okay. Oh. All right.
2: Let's get it here.
0: Let's right. get it. All right. We will start at number five. This one is very simple. But it's it's something that I would expect that uh, by the time some folks are watching this episode of MNJ will have been addressed, and that is the beginning of finding a replacement for defensive coordinator Ed Donatel, which will fall on Quazy and O'Connell. Uh, but that's just an immediate one. That is, you know, at some point in time, I'm guessing uh, someone like our friend Tom Pelissero is going to tweet out Ed Donatel has stepped down or been been relieved of his duties by the Vikings. Phil, you threw out a list of, I believe, eleven candidates for the position on Purple Daily yesterday. One of them, by the way, Jim Schwartz, is headed to take Cleveland. Take him off. Take so him he's, off the board. So mark him off. Uh yeah. but that is going to be I, I would think that they discussed that yesterday. So so, so
2: of yesterday was probably in some internal meetings of what are the things that have to happen like now this week, and then would today be the day that they would then talk to
0: guys like Donatel? Yeah. If that's yeah, going to happen? Because tomorrow's a press conference, so they have, yeah, you know... I've not seen it, that yet, but I've heard that tomorrow is going to be a quasi and O'Connell press conference. So, yeah, I would imagine that Ed, Ed probably knew or knows it's coming. Like, it's probably not breaking news to Ed, but I would think that by tomorrow we'll officially find out the Vikings are looking for a defensive coordinator. And
2: by the way, uh, Brandon Staley's safe in with the Chargers. They fired their OC today. They fired their quarterback's coach, but apparently... Brad uh, Brandon Staley will remain uh, from Tom Pelsero I believe.
0: Wow! So they made some changes. Interesting. But... Really? Mm-hmm. You gag away a twenty-seven point lead and you blame everybody but the coach? I guess it's cheaper. Don't have to pay Justin, him,
2: dude. Justin Herbert. That's a tough situation for him. So okay, so now it's the, the he's going to bring new offensive court, maybe a new system. New. I mean, what a waste of young talent. Yep. In and Los I've, Angeles.
0: Across those names off the list though. And that contract, too. Okay. So that was number five. Number four gets a little bit more in depth, and the last four are are far more complicated than just t- telling easy ed that you're fired. Number four, you have to start dealing with a list of unrestricted free agents on your own team. I'm going to i I'm going to give you the most important ones. Patrick Peterson, Garrett Bradbury. Greg Joseph, De- Declan's guy. Are you oh, going to bring wow. the, the kicker back? Yeah. Shandon Sullivan. Irv Smith, who I think is an easy goodbye, but he was a, a high draft pick by Rick Spielman. Alexander Madison. Now, the second tier of that list includes the backup quarterback, Nick Mullins, yeah. Jonathan Bullard, Austin Schlotman, the Pro Bowl long snapper, and Andrew DePaulo, uh, Ole Udo, Chris Boyd, who was... I thought really good on special teams to his credit and BC Johnson, who I think is an easy goodbye, but there's a lot of names there. And, and as we broke down before we did the Vikings, uh, the favor of doing the mathematical work for them. There's a lot of names there and you are right now way over the salary cap. So yeah,
2: we, we actually did a full, we, we found, so the Vikings are 8 million over the cap right now. We got them to $44 million in cap space on purple daily today. So go check that out. But it doesn't include any of these guys cuz they're all free agents. So right. whatever so so look at those guys right there. And Duke Duke Shelley by the way is a free agent. Yep. So yep. I miss Duke Shelley. Duke Duke Shelley you just listed off the three starting cornerbacks in nickel for the Vikings the last month of the season all unrestricted free agents. Yep. All internal unrestricted free agents. Roll up your sleeves, baby. A L- lot of work to be done here in the next few weeks.
0: Quick question. What type of priority are you guys putting on signing Bradbury? Because the uh, Track projection is he's going to get paid pretty dang well. Yeah, well, he's,
2: you know, center. It's, there's not a lot of centers out there, right? But how much do you trust? There's two things that would really concern me going forward with him. Number one is he had one good season out of four. Yeah. So how reliable is his performance? Uh, and two, his health—a back injury for a center—it derailed John Sullivan's career toward the end. Mm-hmm. You know, cent- centers with back problems and quarterbacks who can't deal with internal pressure because they're not mobile enough—that's a bad combination. So I, I would be very careful about buying into uh, you know the good stuff that we saw from Bradbury. I'm not—I don't know. That's a tell. I have to think more about what to do there and see what the other options are. Jax, are you
0: in, in or out on trying to keep?
1: About a 5 out of 10 on the important scale of bringing back Eric Bradbury. 5 out of 10. Yeah.
0: All right. Fair enough. All right. That's the fourth thing. Number three. And number three is going to take some very difficult introspection on the part of Quasi and his football staff, including former Colts GM Ryan Grigson. Sort out what you might have from the 2022 draft and almost certainly add to a 2023 draft class that right now because of moves only includes a first, third, fourth from Detroit and fifth round pick. So you've got, just to put that into context, because of course Spielman at the end was drafting 90 guys. Uh, the Vikings have never had as few or have not had fewer than five picks in a draft since 2000. Yeah. That was back to back in 2008 and 9. Since 2000, they have never had a four-person draft class. And so for a four-person draft class, look, I like not having 15 picks. Four seems light. And then on the flip side of that, what do you have in Lewis Andrew Booth. Is Brian Asamoah a starter? Ed Ingram is going to have to improve. Like, if you're not convinced that he's going to make significant strides, uh, he had a really up and down and a lot of down season. So sorting through your 2022 draft class and probably trying to add to the 23 is probably pretty imperative.
2: Yeah, because you don't, you don't know Lewis Seen coming off the injury. He he got beat out in training camp as it was. You don't right. know. Andrew Booth Jr., talented guy, but it would be nice if you could just rely on, alright, well we're, we're definitely from a cap standpoint, we're going to lose these players because we can't afford to bring them back. But at least we know that Lewis, Scene, Andrew Booth, Caleb Evans, you're all just kind of kind of cross, and you're gonna, there's going to have to be some crossing of the fingers at some of these positions. Brian Osamoa is likely to be a starting inside linebacker for you next year, in a three-four, or if, if it's a four-three, then he'll be a starting linebacker somewhere, right? Hopefully, and you don't really you saw some of him, you saw the speed, you saw a couple plays, but I don't know that we've seen enough from him to say, "Yep, that's going to be a really good starting caliber linebacker." So nope. you're going to have to close your eyes and jump on some of these young players. Cause you can't fill all these positions
0: with your limited cap space and with your limited draft picks. And this is where if the 2022 draft class is, does not come through, it's a bust. So like, I'm not right now. I don't know. Like, I think it's unfair to, to say, well, the draft class sucks because guys can develop. Um, it doesn't look great at the top, but that being said, here's my biggest thing. It, Cause scene came out, out of his uh, cast per, uh, pretty quickly. And, like, I think he's okay, which is miraculous because his leg looked like it it was mangled. Uh, But if Lewis Seen, if he is indeed okay, is not starting in place of Bynum on opening day, that's a problem. Yeah. First-round pick, safety, which is not exactly a position that's impossible to play. First-round pick going into year two and – I didn't like the fact that he was never even allowed to compete for the starting job. So like he, his development clearly was not where they thought Um, if he is full go at the start of training camp and does not beat out Bynum, who I think was just okay. Like he wasn't a pro bowl player. That's a problem.
2: Bynum's Bynum. I think is a rotational guy for you, the next couple of years, you know, fourth round draft pick wasn't super highly touted, did pretty well in limited snaps in his rookie season. Yep. But but I'm with you. I think if you can't if you can't beat him out, there's a problem in
0: year two, physically or, or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So that's number three on the quasi to do to do list in the next few weeks and months. Uh, number two is going to get done. It's going to uh, be probably um, a massive investment. It's worth it. Get Jefferson's contract extension done, and you know what? Just get it done. Let's not quit. Okay. Let's not – you're going to pay the man, and you should. Um, But he signed through 2024, which means the extension is going to kick in in 2025. And just to begin the negotiations for when Justin's agent sits down, all right? Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill has an AAV of $30 million per season. That's tops in the league. Devontae Adams in Las Vegas is at 28 mil, okay? Now, we're talking about an extension that's going to kick in in 2025. So they're going to want to far exceed that, reset the market, and have him for a period of time be the highest-paid receiver in the league with a new contract.
2: Receiver um, contracts are eclipsing a lot of starting quarterback contracts. Yes. Now.
0: That's why I said this is difficult because this affects the quarterback.
2: And it's it's the type of thing, you know, there's there's a whole conversation about just, like, value and how the Vikings are, are kind of lacking value up and down their roster based on – the caliber of player and the money that they make um this is one where i would i would overpay so to speak cuz i think there's like five positions where if if i have to overpay a little for an elite edge rusher, an elite receiver there's like five quarterbacks that i would swallow hard and say, "uh, eh, it's not ideal to be paying a quarterback this much money, but if the contract is long-term, you can kind of play the shell game from year to year with with the cap hits, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen." Yep. I wouldn't blink, man. I would not blink. I'm signing Justin Jefferson
0: 100%. Oh, I agree completely. I yeah, think you man. have to, right?
2: You have to. Now, there's some buzz that, and this is an interesting conundrum here. Let's say the Vikings decide at some point in the next year or two yeah, Kirk's 35. We got to, I'm not saying we're going to be a two win team, but got to take a step back here and go searching for a quarterback. And the offense just might not be high octane. How patient would he be? Now he's gonna. I think he's gonna sign a contract sign no matter it. what. I
0: don't think it's a problem.
2: But would yeah. he? At, at some point, even after he signs, would he do the Stefan Diggs thing and be like, "I'm out of here, guys. I'm literally gonna skip practice and get fined two hundred thousand dollars midseason to show you how you know pissed off I am is? about this whole thing."
0: If he did, you can trade him. So like, like you're you're not that's, stuck. Yeah.
2: I prefer the, not to. They, be. They, they just need to be mindful, much like the Timberwolves yes. and Anthony Edwards. Just do whatever it takes to build Anthony Edwards. Build around Anthony I th- I, it's It might sound crazy to build around a wide receiver, but I think, I think you're building around offensive no. firepower, and he is the central figure of that for the Vikings the next five years.
0: All right, which leads us, in fact, two and one in this case. They fit like a glove. They <laughs> dovetail perfectly together because the number one thing is exactly that. This is the spring and summer where you have to sit down with your most important football administrative people and Kevin O'Connell and begin to solidify a quarterback plan. Jefferson's going to get paid. Phil, you're only right that it sounds stupid if you don't have a quarterback that can get him the ball, right? Next season, as of right now, is the last year of Kirk's contract. Um, as we talked about on Purple Daily today, you can't extend him beyond 24 right now because the Jefferson deal is going to kick in. And if you have those two contracts butting heads, you can't yeah. pay anybody else. Cousins will be 35 in August. That's the other thing. He's aging. And, and you know, at some point in time, most people get to a point where they're done playing, aside from Tom Brady. yeah, uh, Among the top-rated uh, QBs, in the 2024 draft class, because my God, there's already lists out. It's outstanding. Uh, the number one from Southern Cal, Caleb Williams. The second one right now is Drake May, who I think is North Carolina. But anyway, the point is, right now, because you're going to sign Jefferson, you have to start having a coherent plan what you're going to do at quarterback.
2: Well, you have... Almost no shot at Caleb Williams in 2024, right? Yep, well, I'm he's, just he's throwing names 100% out. 100 the number one overall pick. Okay. Yep, and even I think even if the Vikings, let's say the Vikings, go we're going to run it back. We're going to bring we're going to restructure some veterans and just run it back. Which I I don't think that's what they're going to do. But I yep. didn't think I didn't think they would do it last year. So what the hell do we know? But even the worst case scenario for this team probably isn't the worst team in the NFL. Bad, right? Yep. Right. So let me, I I, I have some questions about this here uh, in a a second, but you're saying uh, Ed Donatel, figure out the defensive coordinator situation. Uh, You're undrafted free, you're um, you're, uh, unrestricted free agents internally. What do you have from last year's draft? What are you going to do with your four picks this year? A JJ contract extension and map out your quarterback plan of the future. Those are the five things. As you took a snapshot of Kwesi's desk. Yep. Well, while, while
0: dusting, I had my little duster. I was like, Excuse me, Mr. Adult. Can you move your phone just a little bit?
2: Thank you. The volume's on your phone. Ka-ching, ka-ching. You can hear it. <laughs> uh, and there would there. be a sixth thing on here, but we already did a full deep dive into how to create cap space by slicing and dicing the roster, which you can find over on Purple Daily. And speaking of slicing and dicing, gentlemen. I recently discovered an amazing new service called Vivrant, online knife sharpening. So I mailed my kitchen knives in. They uh, they sharpen these things professionally and mailed them back to me all just within a few days. The packaging is very easy. You're not just throwing the knives in a bag. You know, look, oh, mailman, look out. No, it's all very much. They send you a kit. <laughs> look out. That's not how it works. My wife and I are making it a big goal of ours here, late 2022, early 2023, to just get better at cooking our own meals, not just going out to eat all the time, trying new recipes, eating healthier, being adults, I guess, if you will. And for us, the freshly sharpened knives help us enjoy our time. We have fun in the kitchen doing this stuff. So if you've never had your knives sharpened before, and most people haven't, it's a game-changing experience. Vivrant makes this process very, very easy. They even send replacement knives for the few days that your knives are on their little vacation getting sharpened. Go to Vivront.com. That's V-I-V-R-O-N-T.com. Vivront.com. The first 100 SCORE listeners to use the promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, will receive a free vegetable peeler as well with your order. So check them out. Kind of a game-changing experience for uh, nice. for, for the Macadacs over here. Replacement knives, huh? Yeah, it's great. So that's it's awesome. like, uh That's actually really cool. It's like your knives have gone on strike. We will no longer operate until occasions. we get sharpened, and For they send occasions. you the replacement players. They're like <laughs> lounging around the pool. Hey, what's going my, on? My uh, butcher knife has little sunglasses on. <laughs> i like got some massaged peat, some uh, <laughs> suntan lotion on. Yeah, put so, some uh, more of that. So vivrant v i v r o n t dot com. Check them out. What do you think? I know you just threw out, like, Caleb Williams, for instance, and I'm going to just blow a whistle on that and say they're not in a position to yeah. – well, they're, they're they're kind of where the Chiefs were when they needed to move up 15 spots to get Patrick Mahomes, right? With They already had Alex Smith, aging Alex Smith. Right. What is a realistic plan for the future of quarterback? Like, Kirk's going to be the quarterback in 2023. Yep. He's under contract, full no trade clause. He was very good this season. Yep. So you've got this luxury of, okay, you at least you least know you're going to be competitive at that position this year. Do you start do you find someone like do you draft a quarterback in the first round if it works out
0: this year? Um I oh. don't think that I don't think they draft one in, in the first round. It's part of why I'd like to see them get a few more picks, though, because I do think that that you could definitely draft one. And and what's funny is, you know, the fly in the once again because it seems to it seems to happen just often enough to tease you Brock purdy you know who just free fell through the entire draft and now yeah. looks pretty good and so like the question is can you identify a guy who you think you, you're not sure but you're like he looks pretty good and he's falling but i mean i think we, we could do a whole episode two on creative ways uh to go about this too uh, for instance if brock purdy is the guy What's up with Trey Lance? And do you like Trey Lance? I've heard rumblings. I've heard. I've heard some rumblings that there have been there were at least some inquiries from the Vikings side about Trey Lance. Whoa! Whoa. And so, I now this is way back. This is months ago. This is not recently. Mm -hmm. They they clearly and this is the responsible thing. They clearly explored their options last spring. Yes. so so like you know, they talked about trading Kirk they took calls on Kirk uh I think they inquired about guys i uh, I think they also at the end of the day came to to decide and and rightfully so until fourth and eight on Sunday, it looked smart that Kirk was going to be their guy uh but you know you it's up to you to do your due diligence on everyone and I think the interesting thing with Trey Lance is because he certainly has the athletic ability to be good. Could you fix the mechanics enough? Uh, because you know, the the one thing with him, Phil, is at the rate we're going right now, I don't think his second contract's going to break the bank because he's not well, that's, playing.
2: That's my question. So so this will be the third year and he and you don't even really know what he is yet because he's correct. He's, he's, he barely played in college. Like, you know, he's he's this dude's barely played any football since high school. That's the right. crazy thing. I know. So that that worries me, just the, the general lack of playing Hi. football and reading defenses and things. I agree. Um, you know, he's six foot four, two hundred twenty, two hundred and thirty pound, just physical monster with a big arm. So I, I see the upside. My question would be, okay, he's going into the third year of his contract. He's almost certainly not gonna play much if he stays with the Niners. If the Vikings, because right now, like Brock Purdy is your starting quarterback next year for the Niners, he might compete with Trey Lance in camp, but like I would think so, yeah, right. The way that they've been playing, yep. so let's say you swing a trade for Trey Lance, looking out for the future of your franchise. Well, he's not playing for the Vikings in 2023 unless Kirk gets hurt, which is mm-hmm. which is fine. Like he would just sit behind Kirk Cousins and learn from Kevin O'Connell and you'd have a legitimate development guy. He's 23 years old. But wouldn't you have to decide then after 2023 on a fifth-year option for him? So that you'd have to make a lot of decisions about the future of your franchise without having any information because he's not playing. He wouldn't be playing for you this year, I don't
0: think. Right, but if you were if you were convinced that you could turn him into a good quarterback, you pick up the option because it's expensive, but it's not going to kill you. And But then my question with, like, Trey Lance and Jordan Love is this. What does their second contract look like? cuz to your point there's not enough there's not enough now to say I'm going to pay him so like he can't expect to be paid the second contract of a quarterback who stepped in as a high draft pick or a first round draft pick yeah. so like there's a lot of questions here but I'm just well, saying you're going to there there is a potential to your point about not drafting high there is a potential that you're going to have to get more creative in how you bring in Kirk's replacement well so here's a question I th- I think it would still
2: cost a first-round pick to get Trey Lance from the Niners? Very possible. I do agree with that. I don't think his stock is... Because wouldn't they just keep him otherwise? All right. right. Well, no, I'm yeah. saying
0: him being paid. So, yes, I agree with what you just said.
2: But if it, if it's going to cost you a first-round pick to trade for Trey Lance and you only have one pick in the first you know, two rounds, it's the 24th, technically 23rd pick because the Dolphins don't have a pick, Um, would you rather spend that 24th pick on two years of Trey Lance or three years of Trey Lance, one of them being a backup to Kirk, and then maybe you have to pay him a lot of money? Or would you rather just draft a quarterback? Now, on the flip side of that, Bryce Young's not falling. C.J. Stroud's not falling. Will Levis isn't falling. I could see a world in which Anthony Richardson, the Florida quarterback, who, again, is one of the most, like, measurably one of the most talented athletic quarterbacks, but he has the accuracy of, like, a blind sprinkler. I've watched a few Florida games read enough scouting or reports blind, frankly, he has terrible accuracy I could see yep. that costing him draft stock and falling sure would you rather take a let's say you know Anthony Richardson falls and he's a project I would almost rather just draft him because I have him longer I can sit him for sure in 2023 and then I get him for four more years after that and he's going to be a lot cheaper because he would he would be drafted like 20 slots lower than Trey Lance was a couple of years ago If I have to give up a first-round pick for a quarterback. And, of course, in either of those scenarios, those guys don't help you win in 2023. And so now you're back to, okay, well, how do you fill all these roster holes that you have to deal with with now only three draft picks, a third, a fourth, a fifth, and only $44 million in cap space, which we created on Purple Daily today. That's the hardest part about this. That's why we're paid
0: millions. (laughs) Yeah.
2: To make these decisions. To Because to, if you legitimately want to solidify a quarterback plan for the future, it's going to cost you a first-round pick. Yeah, Or you could, you could keep taking flyers in the third, fourth round. I'm fine with that, too. But those guys are, you know, there's like a one-in-ten chance those guys turn out. Kellen Mond. There's a hell of a lot more Kellen Monds and Nick Mullins than there are Brock Purdy's well, and Kirk Cousins out there. You
0: do this. Do you basically say the plan right now? is is no matter how we do in 2024 we're going to have to replace uh kirk eventually do we basically pay the piper or the price of what it's going to take to move up as high as possible in that draft
2: in this draft or in 2024 no, next draft
0: yeah because you because yeah. you've got the collateral to move like now you now it, it would be tough because you're you're so strapped with only four draft picks but in 2024 yeah. I think you basically got most of your draft class, if not yeah. the whole thing, and some other picks from teams. So, do you then say, "Okay, it's going to cost us a ton, but we're go- we're going to identify the quarterback that we like the most from that draft, yeah. and go up at that point in time and just flat out replace Kirk and play a rookie?" Yeah, because you know we we've talked about this, Phil. There is incentive. I I don't love playing a first year quarterback, but the incentive in drafting him in the first place is to get the five full years on the cheap.
2: Yeah, that's the thing, and you and and now you're seeing some of these these brilliant offensive minded coaches can kind of insulate young quarterbacks, and maybe Kevin O'Connell is one of them. Well, Kyle Shanahan is. You can just you can turn Jimmy Garoppolo into a Super Bowl quarterback. You can turn Brock Purdy well, into a guy that's dominating in the divisional round of the NFC playoffs. I just right? thought of
0: one more thing, too, though. Oh, my God. This just hit me like a bolt of lightning.
1: Reckless speculation.
0: Thank you. Thank you for hitting me with this thought. Um, What about this one? Justin Herbert getting to a point of frustration, I'm sure. The Chargers, I think, are a mess. Like, I don't think they're well run. Like, they're, they moved... After the Rams, they tried to do the cash grab. I don't think they're, I don't think that they've got structure. What if Justin Herbert got so frustrated? Cause I, you know what? The one thing yeah, here is, it's not happening. Not happening. I don't think that's happening. What I if you were think. able to acquire Justin Herbert with what capital though?
2: You're going to give up, th- you have to, well, give not up, right look, now. Look,
0: He's not going to get frustrated yet. I'm saying like after, no, the no, next- no. Well,
2: I mean, I'm not, yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm saying, are you going to give up like three or four first round picks? That's what I'm saying. And pay him I'm, forty million dollars a year.
0: This is a safe space. I'm throwing I would, things
2: out. I agree. I agree. I would I would prefer to just find a rookie quarterback yep. that you can call your own, draft, develop. What if it's a ponder? What if it's a T Jack? That's the risk that you take. What if it's a Burrow? What if it's oh, right. a Purdy even? He's Purdy good. He's not Burrow good.
0: Quarterback.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like fine. that. You know, I would, ra- I would rather do that than continue this cycle of, like, either giving up a ton of draft cap. Look at the Broncos did. Oh, man, this, we can't find a quarterback since Peyton Manning left. Yeah. So let's just give up everything for Russell Wilson. Yeah. And now their franchise is screwed. So now I think Justin Herbert, if you did give up the capital, would be good. But now you, right. but now your roster is depleted okay. and your cap space is depleted. I don't know. I hear you. I feel you. I like the draft <sighs> of speculation.
0: I think the most realistic one is probably the 2024 draft and trying to trade a slew to go up You're probably and right. take one. I think you're probably right.
2: All right. That was uh, a, it was a good pecking order. Good. Uh, Quasi's to do list. Hit us up with your thoughts on what you think they should do for a future quarterback plan to hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up in the score North YouTube comment section. We will be catching up today on Mackie and Judd as well with our friend, the biggest and probably most depressed Vikings fan we know, Randy in Cottage Grove. Football. Well, he is the most passionate Vikings fan we know. And uh, through his mock draft study over the years, he has correctly predicted multiple Vikings draft picks. And I saw him repost his mock draft from last year. Did you guys know Randy in Cottage Grove, Randy Vikes 69 had the Vikings in his mock taking a flyer late on Brock Purdy. I saw that a couple so, days
0: ago.
1: Randy, done it.
2: Well, yeah, I mean before we get into your uh, you know, wherever you're at here, 48 hours later after the Vikings season came to an end, credit to you. You 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 knew about Brock Purdy before the world
1: did. He's a, he's got what they call a moxie. Um, you know, he he's he's uh, he he's a tough kind of a player. He guys like that, they fly under the radar. There's another little guy like that. Uh, by by the name of TB twelve, no, he wasn't a Ballyhood prospect.
2: No, it's a c- couple guys uh, with some with some California roots. At least Brock Purdy now has California roots because he's there.
1: Played for okay. was deep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a good call, Randy. That well, at that you look back at that mark, that would have been a good draft. I'll just say that. It, I, and 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 I put time in, as as you guys know. And this this year is been a little tricky to kind of put put, put the pen to the paper on these mocks when we're making a run and we start to put it to the side and get wrapped up in the moment and and i we we thought this was destiny it really was supposed to be
2: well what uh what happened i know you, you probably have a stable lined up for us so you can kind of kind of go wherever you want here but well, uh what was your what was your what's your autopsy here
1: randy a couple ways to look at it uh number number one way uh Ed, Ed Donatel, uh, you know, just sort of forgot how to do what he's done his entire career. Apparently, just forgot the, just some of the coverage mistakes we made, uh, just being just ridiculed uh, and na- on a national level, and should be. Uh, you know, it, he's just he's apparently t- lost it all, turned into a complete bozo, or he's not. Uh, he maybe he's on the take. Maybe, maybe you know, as I said earlier, oh. maybe he's a. Uh, Maybe he's in in Kahoot, uh, as they say, with uh, with uh, either with uh, the folks over in Green Bay or may, maybe some folks uh, in in Vegas. You know, I don't know who who knows. But we we played a lot of lot of close games, and and he makes a lot of lot of unbelievable bonehead decisions for a guy who's supposed to have the pedigree. So he better be showing the door. I'll, I'll say that right now. And the next next guy we bring in. Uh, you better check his uh, check his background. See where he's worked before, and and who he's got ties to.
0: Strong accusations, right there. Well, do, do, do you
1: do do disagree?
0: I would just distance myself personally in case Ed's um, attorneys are are watching. That's all, right, all I'm Ed, saying is Ed, that uh, it's Randy from Cottage Grove saying those things.
1: Ed, if you want to come down to the bar, we can we can uh, we can you know go. Yag for yag on this thing, and you can, the truth will come out. The truth always comes out with yag.
2: After about three or four of those uh, yag bombs, yeah, comes, it's hard. It's hard. Seven, or eight, comes, seven or eight, seven or eight, seven or eight, seven or eight. That's the threshold. Okay. But that's
1: one that one way to look at it. Is is that is uh, Donatello? And uh, another another way to look at it is, uh, you, you know what? <sighs> just let's just do it as a stable. Oh,
2: we're doing the stable now.
1: Uh, <sighs> do the stable and I'm going to finish with it with a, a big idea.
2: Oh, oh okay. Okay. All I got to right, get well, here, this out of my oh,
1: system. Oh. And then,
2: yeah. Are you still there?
1: I got to get this out of my system and, and then we can look to, to, uh, to next year. So let's just finish it off. Uh, this is the, the dud stable for unfortunate game. That should have been kind of on the doorstep, of destiny and instead we're, we're licking our wounds. And this is a guy, he's in the stable this week, and he's in it, as far as I'm concerned, forever. That's Ed Donatel. Mm. Ed, you, you, you forgot how to coach. You've got KOC glaring at you, kind of staring at you, looking at you with those <laughs> those nice eyes. Ed, you're a right. dud. They
0: are nice
2: K-
1: eyes. KOC does have nice he does. eyes. He does, he does have
0: really nice
1: eyes. True. Yep. He's the guy soft, who, warm eyes. Yeah. as yep. far as I'm concerned, this guy's going to be shown the door, and he, and he should be. Uh, and, and because he hasn't done squat, you know, you can say it's the scheme. You can say uh, whatever you need to. But if we can get a first rounder for him, I'll get snug about that. Maybe even a second and a third I would take, and that's Daniel Hunter. Daniel, you, you've worn out your welcome here. You, you don't you don't wreak any havoc as far as I can tell. So, Daniel, you can go ahead and go somewhere else and take all those secrets that Ed did taught you that, that don't even work. Ed, Ed's, a, Ed's a dud, and Daniel Hunter, you're a super dud. Wow. Danny.
2: Danny Hunter. Trading Daniil Hunter. Okay. Well, he, yeah, I mean, they do have a contract crossroads with him again, which seems to be the case every year. So I guess that, that would be an option.
1: Okay, And here's another guy. Guy who's been here long enough. Guy who I don't need to hear anymore about where his wife shops or, or where they like to go for, for, you know, to take photos with the kids. That's great. You can go ahead and keep living here if you want, uh, Adam Thielen. But as far as I'm concerned, you, you're overpaid. You make a lot of jack, and, and, and you can't you can't break free. I can't remember the last time I saw you breaking free, and you've got a guy who just apparently is refuses to throw the ball in the coverage. So why would you want to play here anyway? So Adam Thielen, you're super-duper dud. And finally, here's a guy. I'm going to be a nice guy to you today, number eight. I'm going to be a nice guy. I'm going to keep you out of the dud stable, but I'm going to give you a wake-up call. And I'm going to tell you that you may not realize that this team has got some serious connections to a guy who might be looking for work soon. Hmm. I'm talking about a guy I mentioned earlier, a guy by the name of T B twelve, Tom Brady. Tom? Tom, go ahead and give a call to your old pal KOC. I know you guys work together a lot in New England, and he's got a good sense of what you're capable of. Tom, why don't you come on up? Come on up and we can put number eight out to pasture. We can tell him if you're not willing wait, to throw Wait, wait, wait,
2: what? You- Are you I'm sorry, Just, I just want to be 100% clear here. Are you suggesting the Vikings replace Kirk Cousins with Tom Brady in 2023?
1: Wouldn't you do it? I would do it, and I would do it because there's a, what they call a familiarity factor with him and KOC, okay? KOC worked a lot with Brady, knows him, knows him, knows his game, knows the X's and O's of his brain, and he could come here and basically be kind of a cool offensive coordinator. And you know who wouldn't be afraid to throw it past the sticks? on fourth down there, that's Tom Brady. You know who wouldn't be afraid to zing it in there to the best receiver in the NFL? That's Tom Brady. And you know who wouldn't be afraid to rise above and claim that destiny instead of yearning down his leg? The guy who throws it short of the sticks? Journey. Number eight? Let's get him out of here. Ship him out of here. Go get TB12.
0: He's gone. And
1: hes he's gone.
0: He's he was, gone. I think Pools. he was again close to crying.
2: He got really ramped up there. Toward the end.
0: Well, Tom Brady is a free agent. Does he uh does Randy realize that O'Connell was like the third or fourth quarterback with the Patriots too? Well,
2: I, well okay, he's he's in all the quarterback. I'm sure he spent hours and hours at well, I guess Brady was rehabbing for most Tom of that just 2008, have no idea right? Who
0: Kevin is from that time period.
2: Yeah. 2008, he was he was rehabbing all year. Although KOC and Matt Castle became close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Matt Matt Castle's available. I think he's doing some media now. He's not. Matt Castle's younger than Tom great Brady. Guy. Maybe they can sign Matt Castle.
0: Joined us once at Bradley's. Yeah, Aido, just a great guy. Very a very
2: quarterback-like personality. Big yep. quarterback hands too. Yep, good Le-D guy.
1: Looks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes. I watched TB12 play last night. I'm going to tell you right now. I think it's over.
2: Yeah, he was. He, he might not know. He I, definitely looked like he was over. 45. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Poor guy. He's probably coming back next year. I don't think, I know this is going to sound crazy to Randy. I don't think he's going to play for the Vikings next year. But the Raiders, Raiders there's some teams out there. I think he's a Raider. People are saying the 49ers, too, that if oh. Brock Purdy, like, you know, soils himself in a big game here in the playoffs, that they might just say, screw it, let's do one year of Tom Brady and see Where's what Where's Garoppolo next year? Jets, maybe? We should, just do, we should do a full episode on this at some point just to take all Quarterback the quarterbacks so. and stuff. Now like, I
0: did hear, I did hear on the McAfee show, Rappaport threw out Brady as a possible jet because he's got family in New York, but McAfee wisely said he ain't going to play it for the jets outdoors
2: twice against the Patriots. I think he, he would go back he's to
0: California the, or Vegas, right? Old enough. Yep. That's yeah. That's like the Favre thing. You get to a point in life and I could tell you this from personal experience. You don't want to be outside. I fell down yesterday. What? What? I slipped on the ice. I slipped on the ice because I'm 53. I slipped. Are you okay? Are you okay? I strained my hamstring a bit, and I fell in, into a is that, snowbank. Is that the official but diagnosis? I'm okay. you, you, but I'm okay. but I'm okay. Well, I could feel my hamstring. My one foot, so I stepped on some glare ice, and so oh, my boy. my left foot went forward, and my right foot stayed put. Oh. And then I fell forward in, into a snowbank and um, like, was, I stella, be w- into a was stella involved I, I, in this no she no 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 i was walking to my car to come to the, the uh, studio to do on chain with royce and so i'm walking down our sidewalk but it was like raining and icy oh boy because i put that that, that salt down right. to uh to help with traction but of course it all washed away and yeah, you, you need the penguin shuffle you need to do the i the, know i know the, the shuffle i know which i'm ordinarily good at but I didn't this time, and I fell, and it it's, hurt. It's I dangerous out
2: there, man. you got to mm-hmm. be careful.
0: I scraped my knee. It hurt.
2: you got to be careful out I there.
1: I want mock! Mock!
2: Boys, it's mock draft I season. Am. And so across Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily, we are going to start racking up as many mocks as we can find on the Internet to story. gather a sample of who has the Vikings drafting who, who are the likely players that are going to be there, and uh, this mock is presented by our friends at St. Thomas University, who, by the way, just announced, because of a $75 million donation, they're going to build a brand new multi-purpose arena on campus for basketball, for hockey. Yeah, They are? Uh, yeah. Yes. $75, $75 awesome. million so dollar from the Anderson campus? family. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that that there was room on campus for that. That's great
2: you imagine just having $75 million burning a hole in your pocket? I think I'm going to go give this to my alma mater so they can build a new arena. It's amazing. So St. Thomas men's basketball, they are rolling these days. You can come see the Tommies make a push in the Summit League. $15 tickets to watch St. Thomas battle South Dakota State on Thursday uh, or South Dakota on Saturday. Tommiesports.com to buy tickets. Tommiesports.com, best value in town. All the games on 1500 ESPN. I have for you guys, courtesy of Tankathon.com, the first mock of the 2023 season here across Score North Podcast. Let's start at the top here.
0: I want a mock! Mock!
2: Where they have going number one overall to the Chicago Bears, edge rusher from Alabama, Will Anderson. Yep. I think they might look to trade that pick and maybe still get Will Anderson. Yes, exactly. Well, We'll see. Like how? How about Houston? So Houston has Bryce Young falling into their laps at number two right now. But you couldn't you leverage that and say, I don't yes. know, Houston, we got about four trades. We could click the yes, exactly, That's what the I'm yes thinking. button on right now. Exactly. Yeah, you you pretty much have to make Houston. You could just like bluff Houston and say, yes. oh, we got seventeen offers for the number one pick right now, and Bryce Young's going. So do you want Chicago?
0: Him? The the Bears are in the proverbial catbird seat right now. Yes, it's a great position to be in.
2: Okay, Jalen Carter, defensive lineman, Georgia, going number three. C.J. Stroud to the Colts, second quarterback off the board. I'm going to skip around here a little bit. Mm. The Raiders drafting Will Levis from Kentucky. Some people say he's actually the best quarterback in this draft, depending on which mock draft experts you listen to. Okay. First wide receiver off the board at nine, Quentin Richardson from TCU. Big dude, 6'4", 215, 20 pounds. So he's the first receiver off the board. Mm-hmm. The second receiver off the board is Jordan Addison from USC to the Packers at 15. That's interesting. All right. And then we get the fourth quarterback off the board to Washington. Anthony Richardson goes 16. Oh, first running back off the board, 23 to the Ravens, Bijan Robinson from Texas. Uh and then we get to the Vikings at pick 24. And they select, according to tankathon.com, out of Florida University, interior offensive lineman Osiris Torrance.
0: I want a mock! Mock! 6'5",
2: 347-pound monster interior offensive lineman. But they've already spent second-round picks recently on both Ezra Cleveland and Ed Ingram. So how would you guys feel about them drafting essentially
0: a Guard at twenty four. Um, boy. Unless this guy's going to Canton tomorrow, I would be very conflicted there. I I don't think I'd like it. Unless I mean it's just clearly the best guy at that time. Um, I just think that there's more important positional needs to address. I guess that would be a nod that Ed Ingram is a complete bust. And are you going? To, are you going to acknowledge that a year in? I mean, perhaps you will, but I'd be I mean, very. He was surprised. pretty terrible this year. I'd be very surprised. Yeah. the more thought I give this, I don't, I,
2: I don't think I can go with guard there. I, I would. Is there any edge rushers coming off before or at like in the bookends of their of their selections? Yeah, th-
0: this is a very
2: edge rusher heavy draft here. So let's mm. see. Good one, Tux. So Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame going 28th. Uh, BJ is a pronounced Ojolari from LSU. Going here we go 30th. again
0: with names. Draft this time. Is, this,
2: this is why starting next week, our guy Thor Nystrom is going to join us every yes. Tuesday on Purple Daily. You will say,
0: I, I don't know how to pronounce the name. What is he this he guy's do, name?
2: <laughs> so yeah. apparently there's a lot of, so there's some top heavy. There's like the Will Andersons. There's the Miles Murphy from Clemson. And then there's a lot of edge rusher depth once you get like later in the first round and further down. So, I mean, the Vikings need immediately, like in the next couple of years, a number two receiver. Downfield threat, right? They need another edge rusher. They don't have any. They, there's no like, if Zadarius Smith is gone, they don't really ha, they don't have anyone that can kind of stay. Unless you switch to a four three and you think Patrick Jones can right. play better in that scheme, but right.
0: But you could still add there. Yes, I wouldn't. Yep. I wouldn't balk at uh, if, if you have a quality guy that can rush the quarterback from the edge. I wouldn't balk at drafting him first round because of Patrick Jones.
2: How would you prioritize position need for the Vikings here? So there that's
0: that's the mock that's well, mock number 1 okay. we'll have
2: a million more for you between now so, and So
0: so here's my dilemma with that question. How do how do they feel and how do we feel about cornerback? Cuz you've got young ones who you've drafted but yeah. it's an incredibly important spot. I think Patrick Peterson might be gone. Um and I mean he is he had a really nice year but I think that that we saw when teams attacked him it wasn't like he was the Patrick Peterson of 10 years ago. How do we feel about that spot? Because I mean to me that's always a priority for a quality player. Because if you get because if you get a guy, if you switch back to a 4 3 and play man, especially, and you get a guy that can travel with, you know, a Devante, Tyree Kill, and can cover him like, like Jair Alexander did while getting safety help, okay? But mm-hmm. he still played a hell of a game. Um, to me, that is in 2023 a huge, huge bonus. Because now you're confident that you have an opportunity, at least, to shut down top receivers.
2: Well, I will respond to your question with my own question. How much do you trust the three guys that are currently under contract, not unrestricted free agents? Cam A. Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth Jr. And I think they're bringing Duke Shelley back, so I'll say, and Duke Shelley. Is that enough of a group that, that would prevent you from drafting a cornerback in the first round? Because you need here's the here here are the positions of need right now, biggest positions of need. And I'm not putting center on here because but but center's probably on here too. Because Bradbury's a free big player receiver, someone to to be the yin to Justin Jefferson's Yang, right? Another edge rusher that can terrorize quarterbacks. I think interior defensive pressure too, because you've got a couple guys that take up space and Dalvin Tomlinson's a good player, but I don't know that you're getting you're just like your defensive line doesn't get a ton of pressure, period. So yeah,
0: like a you, really good three tech.
2: Yep. Yep, I'm with you. Inside linebacker or, or non edge rushing linebacker, depending on what scheme you're gonna run, because yep. Kendricks and Hicks are probably both gone. You for sure need a slot cornerback because Chandon Sullivan was your slot cornerback. He was terrible and he's a free agent. Yep. So now Duke Shelley was a slot cornerback for Chicago. It did not go well. They moved him to the outside with Minnesota and he's having an incredible season. Yep. Do you tempt fate and move him back to slot? He's five foot nine, so he profiles more as a slot guy. But yeah, but I probably don't. And then quarterback of the future too. You know, if, if all of a sudden Anthony Richardson is falling, and you think yeah. that you can turn him into something in two years, so the, to me those are like the five or six positions that, and it's a lot, but that I'm looking at for sure in the first round.
0: Yeah. So at cornerback, here here's my problem. Okay. Dansler, I'm more uncertain on now than ever. And I find it weird that he disappeared from th- the team. Like it, it was a personal thing. I have no clue. But it, it's sort of weird that like as the playoffs approached, he disappeared. Like I, I my natural inclination is to say, what's going on here with that? Because he lost his job. He was hurt. He came back. Shelley played great. Danzler lost his job. Dancler disappears. Sort of weird. Um he he's had some things before, so I guess my question with Cam Dantzler is, has he just uh, flat-out fallen out of favor? Uh, My other problem is this one. Andrew Booth Jr., who was a second-round pick and never in college showed that he could stay healthy, had numerous problems here. So, like, if you go into training camp counting on him, I think you're an idiot. Like, how can you count on a guy that never... The whole knock was he was a first-round talent with a second-round grade, and that and that prophecy po- proved correct cuz he couldn't stay on the field starting in training camp.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Caleb Evans, who you said PFF couldn't stand in coverage, also had concussion problems. So like let's just forget about ability, let's just start out with trust. Availability. Yes. Like how much do you trust him to play? Yeah. Yeah, no it's uh, a but it's you're going to have to
2: you, you can't fix everything this offseason. That's the uh-huh. thing. So you're you're going to ha- you might just have to say, "Well, Okay, uh, Andrew Booth Jr. Stay healthy. But, okay, Church- but, but between him and Caleb Evans, yeah. we need one, we need you guys to play 17 games between the two of you while Duke Shelley plays over here, and hmm. you know find another slot guy in free agency or something. But it's going to be yeah, you're not you're not going to reliably fix all of these different yeah. holes with only four draft picks and you know 40 million dollars or whatever in Plenty cap space. Come. Plenty more that to cap come. space was created today on Purple Daily. By the way, you may be hearing they're eight million over the cap. Not after today, no. not after we did our work on Purple Daily. So check that out tomorrow. Write that down predictions and an accountability session on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. We have already started all of these look-ahead conversations. So just because the season's over doesn't mean that uh, the fun stops here. We've got you covered on both Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.